What is going on, everybody? Casey here, Virginia Game Day, checking in with a very, very exciting episode of the podcast. UVA coming off a big time win at home against Texas A&M. We're going to get to that in a second. But first, I'm back. You know, it's been a couple weeks since I've jumped on the jumped on the mic here. There's been so much that's gone down in the meantime. But I, I think I checked in earlier in the season after we won a few basketball games. And uh, yeah, since then I was in Dallas for a Cowboys game. We were in North Carolina for a little while. And then Thanksgiving happened and, you know, that whole crazy holiday. And plus work's been busy. But I'm back. I, I wanted to get a, se- a second episode in at, before the end of November because I only had one other episode in the month of November. So I wanted to make sure I had at least two. And what better time than after the Texas A&M game? I, I was thinking about doing a preview sh- a show before the episode, before the game, but that ended up not being the case. But, I mean, after seeing that game, I was ready to go, juiced up. I was like, let's get these mics set back up. Let's get the computer out. I'm going to go in on a podcast and have it ready for everyone in the morning uh, when they wake up. So here we are. It's 1030, feeling real good. And you guys are listening to this the day after. Man, 59 to 47, the first win for UVA against a ranked team this year. We've had good wins, you know, a good win against Florida, but you know they weren't ranked. It was just a, a good win. It was their first real test of the season. But this is the 14th ranked team in the country, the a top 10 offense in the country uh, per Ken Palm, a coach who used to be a Virginia Tech guy, coached at Tech, and we win by double digits. We hold up you know it it wasn't a blowout or anything it was a good good basketball game and we showed out we shut down a top 10 off offense they were they couldn't do anything we were in their shorts all night reese beekman ryan dunn huge plays andrew roadie was you know bullying his neck down there and and getting physical you love to see it this is this is a huge huge win and Buzz Williams, like I mentioned, coached at Tech. And after what those fools did to us on the football field this past holiday weekend, it was good to feel a little touch of a little touch of victory. The place was rocking. I hope you were there because it was rocking. I wrote down in my notes, playoff atmosphere. It was. It felt like, you know, it had that big game JPJ feel, like a like a, a Duke, or the student section was insane. It was packed. They were into it, and it certainly was great that uh, the point guard Wade Taylor airballed the three, and they were airballing his ass the whole game. Airballed a three early on, airballed another three to start the second half, and it was on. They were giving it to him, and it was a great atmosphere. It was definitely a home home court advantage like flat out home court advantage we got loud at the right times people were into it there was they're feeding off the energy ryan dunn is like the perfect guy to control the crowd when you get a big play from ryan dunn you can like have a you know your your next three or four minutes of ball is going to be solid because you got the crowd into it 
you're riding that momentum wave. You're, you know, getting tough on defense. You're clamping down. You're, you know, getting in your stance. You're getting busy. Unbelievable. Really, really, really good, good uh, home court advantage from the students. And I think it was like they're going to be going back home soon. They the football team kind of let let everyone down. So the student section doubling down on UVA basketball. We're playing well, five and one going into this game. They showed up. They were rowdy. I um I'm all about it. And I hope that we can, after this big, big dub, I hope we can bring the energy again on Saturday afternoon against Syracuse, who is, you know, right at the edge of the top 100 in terms of Ken Palm. But this is a team that just smoked LSU in the ACC SEC challenge, which I think we're doing pretty well in that new challenge. I'll have to, I'll look those numbers up and, and, see where we're at by the end of this podcast so yes let's make saturday another another event 59 47 what else we have to get off top before we get into some of the numbers no dante harris tonight no dante harris i'm sitting there in section 101 with the people who are normally over there you know it's kind of like a little family when you sit in a a kind of the same spot all year you know the people in your row. You know the people behind you. The people behind a couple rows back in front of you. And we're all talking. Where's Dante Harris? Then you see him come out with crutches on. It's like, oh, snap. That ain't good. And then you see Elijah Gertrude dressed to play. And then you start checking Twitter. What's going on? What's going on? Well, Elijah Gertrude is going to might burn his red shirt and play. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Dante Harris is out. It turns out after the game, I listened to Coach Bennett's press conference, and he just rolled his ankle, and it swelled up. You guys have ever played ball, you know that could be a, a couple weeks. He could be back soon. You don't know, so I guess they're they're seeing playing it by year. But Coach said it was a decision that Elijah made with it was his decision. First of all, his parents were involved, and they Coach said that he was thinking about it about having him moved to the active roster even before Dante had his injury. So if that tells you anything. He's his legs feeling better. He's got ups, man. He flew over, like covered a ton of ground in a short period of time and got a block on one of their big dudes today. They called him for a foul, but it was like, that's all I needed to see. I'm like, okay, this dude's for real. Like he's got hops. Covers a ton of ground. The offense, he was just getting his feet wet tonight. You know, that's a big game to be thrown into. Huge game to be thrown into. But he'll get the offense going. He'll, you know, start feeling more confident and and getting in the flow of the game. But it was good to have him get in there. Played eight minutes in a tough, tough, tough uh, game. You know, top 10 defense, top 10 offense. Going at it. Uh, he he had himself a rebound. He had himself a block. Missed the only shot he took, but that's definitely big news before we start breaking it down. Uh, if you look at Ken Palm, we only are projected to lose one, two, three, four more games. 
We've got one loss on the on the docket right now to Wisconsin. That was tough. That was tough. And they have us projected to lose to Memphis, to Clemson, on the road, home against North Carolina, away against Duke. Don't forget those Duke-North Carolina games. They don't come to late, late in the season. So that's it's going to be big time balling come mid February, late, you know, late February that that beautiful time of the year. So fifty nine forty seven. Virginia didn't get any calls all night. We didn't have. I looked up at the eleven minute mark in the second half and we hadn't yet shoot a free throw. Not one. Eventually, we shot five free throws or six free throws, but we weren't getting anything. There were so many drives in the first half where they weren't obvious fouls, but you think like just by accident, you'd get one call. Like Reese was getting to the hoop. Rody was getting to the hoop. Uh, you know, putbacks from Blake Buchanan. And there was just no, nothing being called. No one getting to the line. And I thought it was a little bit surprising. There was only 18 free throws between the two teams, but I thought, they uh, were a little bit light on the whistles, letting them play. It, it made for a great game. I don't know if I loved it or hated it, but I was it was just surprising that there wasn't any calls being made. And there were some crazy things that happened. Like late in the second half, UVA kind of had a run out going, and one of the Texas A&M players got hurt, and Buzz Williams ran on the court and, like, grabbed him. I don't know if it was – it seemed like he was really hurt, but – you don't often see a coach run onto the court and grab a player, like console a player. So I guess, I don't know. He likes to stop the play, though. I don't know if that's supposed to be like a tech or what, but hope the guy's all right. It looked like he like dislocated his shoulder maybe. He was holding it tough, and he went back to the locker room. But it was just like an odd play. And then there was another time where there was a timeout, and then they were getting ready to go start the action again. And then there was another timeout. It might've been a matchup thing, but it was, it was odd. There were some odd points during the game. So in the first half, we started out good. We were up seven a few times. McNeely started out hot. He was feeling it early on 20 to 13, uh, 18 to 11. You know, we had, we had a good little lead there. Then A&M went on a run. Then we fought back a little bit. Ryan Dunn hit a huge three, splashed it like right before the shot clock. It was it was big time. End up going into going into halftime with a one point lead. We felt good. Everyone, you know, they cut off the the Texas A and M run. Didn't let it get out of hand because last year I remember Houston. We had a big enough lead on Houston early, but then they turned the screws and we weren't able to able to recover. So. Happy that we went into halftime with a lead. And then right off the bat in the second half, Groves sinks a three-pointer. Reese Beekman makes a layup. Beekman makes another layup. We're up eight early on, feeling good. And then, you know, it wasn't off to the races quite yet, but we didn't go. We didn't take the uh, go down in the second half. And there was a four-point swing in there where – I think it was right before. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, it's 34 26. Reese gets, uh, no, Ryan Dunn gets a steal. 
He's got a pretty wide open layup. And then the little white dude from Texas A&M made a good hustle play, got back, disrupted the shot. And Ryan Dunn missed the, the layup on a fast break. So instead of being up 10, you're still up eight. And then it goes down the other end uh, layup. So it was a four point swing quick. And I was a little bit, I was like, damn, we had a chance to go up double digits. Now we're only up six. Fuck. Wasn't feeling great. But then Andrew Rohde, with the shot clock winding down, throws up a prayer and banks in a three. And I'm like, okay. So it's basically like that play didn't matter. That four-point swing didn't really matter. We're up nine. Let's go. Let's settle back down, play some D. And, you know, we got back into it. Andrew Rohde. This is like the the big... It's, he's like the Bennett Vanderplas of this year. I'd say better, but he's very polarizing. This dude that sat in front of me wanted him to come out all game. Hated him. Was hating Andrew Rohde. Every time he made... He had a couple turnovers. Yes, he did. He also had a bunch of big plays. But every time he made a turnover or it appeared he got beat on defense, it was like, get him out of the game. What's Rohde doing? What's Rohde doing? Meanwhile, the dudes behind me are like the Rody fan club. You know, anytime he made a turnover, it wasn't his fault. It was someone else's fault. You know, hit, keep shooting, keep shooting. His shots are fall. And I'm like, I'm leaning more towards the Andrew Rody fan club. Cause I like that. He has a trigger. He's down to look to shoot. Like, that's a good thing. We need that. But you can just see it's so polarized. And he, he had some plays that were a little bit, and he threw some. He threw a couple balls away that that uh, that he'd like to have back. But as the game wore on, he got more confident. This game is going to be this game that he had today: thirteen points, six boards, three assists. This is going to help down the line because this is the game that he saw that he could play at the highest level and be all right. Don't forget where he he played it last year, Andrew Rohde. Played at St. Thomas, barely a Division One program until recently. You go to their Ken Palm, they've only got three seasons to look at. And before last year, they only had one. So Rody knows he could play. And he came out tonight, and and the longer the game went on, the more confident he got. He didn't he didn't back down. He was able to take, you know, people all up in his grill and not get his pocket picked and, and handle his own because without Dante Harris. Rody's got to handle the ball a lot more. He played point a lot at St. Thomas, but now, you know, at this level, it's a little bit higher, and he he handled himself. The I I want to I want to you know, trade trademark this locally, the Rody coaster, because great play. Whoa, want to have that one back? Great play. Oh, take it's riding the Rody coaster, and that's. There was some roadie coaster riding today, but towards the end of the game, it was all up. It was all up. The leading scorer, Andrew Rohde, 13 points. Uh, let's see who else had uh, had good games. The whole starting five, that's really what happened. Did I mention that the bench didn't score a point? The bench had good minutes, but the bench didn't score a point, and let's go through them real quick. Andrew Rohde. 
37 minutes. He led the team in minutes, was on the floor for more than anyone, 13 points. Ryan Dunn, 12 points, four of eight from the field. He hit a couple three-pointers, made both free throws. He got to the line first, and he made the first two free throws that that, uh, UVA had. Five boards and five blocks, but you can't even quantify his value through stats because on defense, he is active and he's involved in all these rebounds and strips and he got he probably had like eight blocks tonight but they called him for a couple fouls and some of his blocks are like steals and he had ends up having three steals and it was just super effective game from ryan dunn we're used to this already but scouts galore at the game two lakers scouts wizard scouts pelican scouts like i'm sure i don't know if they're i'm sure they're actually done beekman too probably but like Awesome. Uh, so 12 for him, 12 for Reese. Reese also four of eight, missed his only three-pointer. Perfect from the free throw line. He made some big free throws down the stretch when, you know, at times last year we missed these free throws and the game is, gets dicey again. Reese made his free throws down the stretch and, you know, we, we put the put the game away. It was, you know, we're – was it up eight with two minutes left? That's not lock. That's not a lock. A couple three balls, boom, boom, bam, and shit. But no, we're up eight. He hits both free throws, got it back to 10, feeling good. Couple stops, and we're out of here. And he made two more, boom, 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 12 point win. So 13 for Rody, 12 for Beekman, 12 for Dunn, Jake Groves, 12 points. Also, he was huge. He, uh, Got beat a few times on defense. They're, you know, Coleman is a stud. Henry Coleman is a stud. You guys remember Henry Coleman was a, a Duke player at one point. And he's he's a really good player. He he beat Groves a few times, but Groves made up for it on the offensive end, splashing down some threes, making some nice passes, uh, grabbing a few boards. Uh, we got beat on the on the glass pretty pretty thoroughly. But we made up for it with some of the blocks. Like Dunn has these, you know, blocks from the back that save a lot of these rebounds. We got beat on the glass. That's going to be a problem moving forward. I'm sure we're, you know, focused on that. But uh, Groves grabbed four boards, dished out three dimes, hit two threes, finished with twelve, and then IMac. Uh, I don't know what the stats are. But I feel like he had eight, like right off the bat and then kind of went quiet. He was off the floor for a, a decent chunk of change in the, in the second half where Tane Murray was in when Tane was in, I'd like to see his plus minus. He didn't have much of a stat line, but they kind of stretched that lead out when Tane was in the game. I don't see plus minuses yet. At some point they'll be, they'll be up. But when Tane was on the floor, they, they stretched the lead for sure. Gertrude, like I mentioned, he got eight minutes. Leon Bond played some good minutes, had a steal. Blake Buchanan, coach talked about it after the game, Buchanan, still young. This was a game, a high-level game. Gross has the experience. It makes sense to me. Uh, I did like the Buchanan headband. I don't, I don't know if he's been wearing the headband the entire time. 
but I like the the headband vibe. Every every day at pickup, I always rock the headband, so I'm I'm in the headband crew. Tane Murray five minutes, and then Jordan Minor gave a couple of solid minutes at the end of the first half during that spot where we put a put a stop to their run. He grabbed a couple boards because we were getting beat up on the on the glass. So Minor came in, grabbed a few boards, and I'm interested to see how he develops over the year, over the season. We're going to need rebounding help. So I'd love to see Minor, you know, really make that his specialty. In in Tony's, in this system, Minor's not going to be scoring 17 a game. He's going to get a couple spots here and there, be effective, have a nose for the ball, be the toughness, be the poppy, be the Jack Salt. Do, you know, give us a little bit of that. And he'll have a niche. This is his only year, so I'd love to see it be a a big success and be a part of something special. I think we got something special here. Oh, one more thing. Jake Groves in the post game said that it was the best home crowd he's ever been a part of. So, if you listen to any of this, UVA fans, we did our job. If you were there, you know it was how awesome it was. And let's keep it going. Let's keep it up. Let's have a home court advantage. Let's make, let's help out. You know, let's have a good plus minus as a crowd. Uh, as far as Ken Palm goes, we've had a little bit of an up and down deal this year. After Florida, we we shot up pretty good. You know, we jumped into the, like the top 25. Yeah, we're in the, like, got, got up to 24 after the Florida win after Texas Southern holding them to 33 points. We got in the top, we got up to number 19, but then after the Wisconsin loss, we dropped literally 20 spots after that Wisconsin loss because we lost by so many. Y'all watched the game. It was ugly. We couldn't get nothing going. They out UVA to us. They played, they out, they did what we do, but better and shoved it in our face. Offensively, we couldn't stop them. It was it was a tough game, but that that knocked us down in, from 19 to 39. After West Virginia, we didn't really move much because West Virginia, as far as Ken Palm is concerned, is a one ranked 105th in the in the net right now. The net ratings: West Virginia is the top 25 team. Yeah, if you look up uh, the net rating on CBS, they're 24th. So like that's a on a neutral site, as far as Nets concerned, that's a quad one win beating uh, beating West Virginia. So that didn't, but in terms of Ken Palm, didn't do much. This win will though. We moved up ten spots after beating Texas A and M in the Ken Palm. So if you're a Ken Palm follower, UVA is back up to thirty three right now, and it could be a little bit higher depending on how things shake out. The rest of uh, the slate tonight. Most importantly, number six in defensive efficiency. When you have Ryan Dunn and Reese Beekman, it is makes everything else a whole lot easier. And it's not it's not just them. But Rody, like I mentioned, is really surprising me and like was a standout tonight on defense. Closeouts. Uh, they tried to to run. They tried to run. Hayden Hefner, the little white dude from A&M, 
like a lethal shooter. I tried to run him off some screens, get him some shots. Rody was right there. Rody was right there fighting over him, closing out. Man, it was it was awesome. And McNeely's raised his game defensively. And Groves is more of an offensive big man, but hey, he's doing his thing as well. When they trapped the post, it worked tonight. With Groves six foot ten and Ryan Dunn. It's effective. All right. Let's see what the ACC SEC challenge is at the moment. All righty then. ACC leads six to four as of right now. So going into today, we were down four to three to the SEC, but then Virginia won. So we got tied to four to four. Then Wake Forest beat Florida. ACC leads five to four. Then UNC beats Tennessee. ACC leads six to four. Now we got four games left. So we got to, we got to, if we win one more, we guarantee a tie. We win two more, we guarantee a win. Duke at Arkansas is on right now. Virginia Tech at Auburn is on right now. Uh, Boston College at Vanderbilt is on. Georgia at Florida State is also on. So those are the four games going right now. Let's hope the ACC can can pull this out. You see UVA's social media challenge accepted. I think that's a little nod to the ACC-SEC challenge. But, hey, I'm liking it, man. I was a big fan of the, the ACC Big Ten challenge, but it was cool having Texas A&M in the building. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. It was a good feeling. Playoff atmosphere, y'all. Playoff atmosphere. Awesome, awesome game and it's been awesome to talk about i missed being on the podcast i'm so happy that y'all are listening the the spotify wrapped came out today at the end of the year it's like kind of does a rundown of of how your year went and on spotify at least our podcast was in the top 10 most listened to of 42 different people so that's one of y'all thank you so much i appreciate it uh we're in the top five podcast of 30 different folks and we were the number one podcast for 10 different people and that is crazy to think about and i love doing this i love the who's i love this fan base i love the u the uva charlottesville community best thing we ever did was me and my wife moving here uh and my wife obviously went here it's i love it love charlottesville love uva and i love the who's and this is the best time of year basketball season in Charlottesville is the best time of year and can't wait for to see what comes next uh thank you guys for checking out the pod today go who's big win 59 47 over AM. we'll see you on Saturday at JPJ if you see me say what's up holla at me and we'll go from there but thank you guys go who's